This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. The Big Interview with Offscript. A man with 23.6 million subscribers on YouTube. One of the most popular podcasts globally. And now fighting or wrestling I should say for the heavyweight championship in WWE over in Saudi Arabia and you caught up with this man Logan Paul yesterday. I did rather unexpectedly he's currently in Riyadh for the WWE Crown Jewel 2022. I feel like I was talking to Chris about this they've changed all the names they're not as familiar to me. Yeah it used to be like SummerSlam and SummerSlam WrestleMania those are all the names yeah exactly now it's the Crown Jewel 2022 he's going to be taking on the undisputed WWE Universal champion Roman Reigns in the headline match. And what an achievement is that? Because he made his official WWE debut at WrestleMania 38. This was in April, just a few months ago. And this is just his third professional match. And he says he's ready for it. Uh He's going straight for the championship. So here he is. I I thought, you know, I haven't seen Logan Paul in WWE yet. Let's get a little sample of some of the bands between him and a guy called Kevin Owens. It makes sense that you guys would, would become buddies. It really does. Because you have a lot in common, you know, because here we have one of the most self-centered, egotistical, delusional, useless pieces of trash to ever step foot in a WWE ring. Logan Paul and Baron Corbin is here too. Kevin, Kevin, are you sure you want to talk like that to someone? Who's about to give you a hundred dollars? Because by the way you look, you could use this a lot more than I could. I am terrible, put down. I am lame. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. It was funny watching a couple of these clips back because I think you know when we were kids, you, you get totally pulled into it and it was just as cheesy when we were growing up. I'm sure it was but give me Dwayne the Rock Johnson any day over that. Well I did ask him about his draw to the WWE because you think you think of the trajectory you think of somebody like the Rock who unknown name used the WWF WWE to get his platform and then ventured off to do other things and with Logan it's kind of been the opposite he's already had the money he has the eyeballs already on him why come into the WWE and he kind of like Rob was saying curated it in a sense. He said, it's not a traditional path. I built the platform first, then reverse engineered Mm. my life for what I wanted to do. So it was a way for him to be able to get into and transition into boxing and wrestling. Of course, he pointed out the internet audience, his supporters are really supportive of combat sports. And so that's how him and Jake have been able to really do it and launch their careers in it. So I asked him, of course, how's he feeling ahead of this weekend? Yeah, no, I feel good. Uh, I'm a little tired. It's a long flight, you know, uh, from L.A. to get here. Uh, but no, I feel amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm the most prepared I could possibly be. That's the one thing I don't leave up the chance in these matches is, uh, the, the possibility of not being ready. I make sure that I am fully prepared for a match of this magnitude. Like the WWE undisputed universal championship. It's a mouthful, but it's also a big deal. And I, I do not take that lightly. So I've been doing a lot of push-ups and sit-ups, been practicing my wrestling. I'm ready to go on Saturday. Tell me about your history with WWE, with WWF as it was back then. Who's your favorite wrestling superstar of all time? Yeah, it's got to be John Cena. It's got to be John Cena. I, you know why? He's just such a good guy when he's out, out of the ring. Uh, he, he, I watch his video 
he did like a make a wish thing. He's got the most make a wishes mm. and he makes me cry like happy tears. You know what I'm saying? Like, like being a WWE wrestler, it feels like a 360 responsibility. And what you do inside the ring is cool, but what can you do with that respect that you gain outside of the ring? And so I think, I think he encompasses all of it for me. And tell me a little bit about developing your own personality in the ring, because people already know you as a social media star. They already have an identity for you. How do you create your wrestling sort of alter ego when you've got that going on? I love this question. It's a great one, because truthfully, it's been uh, the hardest thing for me to do in in um, the WWE thus far. And my team and I go back and forth on this all the time. It's the one sticking point that I'm actually still in the midst of figuring it out. So while I answer this question, just know that I'm going through this process of figuring out who I am in the ring. I think that question can be, or the answer to that question can be split into two parts because as a wrestler, as an athlete, I know who I am. I know how I perform. I know what I can do. I know I kick ass in there. Um, and that part comes very easy to me. But being on the mic and having to create a version of Logan Paul that people haven't seen before, but that also fits comfortably in this world is is new to me, right? Because I'm very good at being myself and I have to find that part of myself that fits the storyline we're trying to tell while also key making it believable, right? I have to, I have to believe what I'm saying. So the audience believes what I'm saying. And it's just this, like this fine balance between making it authentic to me and fitting in this world. And I'm, I'm, I'm still finding it as we speak. And in terms of fitting into the world, have you figured out your finishing move yet? So, so, so maybe truthfully, like I, we have not figured it out, but I did have an idea because after I hit Jey Uso with that knockout punch, um, one of the commentators said, uh, they're like, he got it with the one lucky shot and the narrative for this match and what Roman needs to watch out, watch out for truthfully is, is that right hand? Like I, I don't have a glove on like I do in boxing. I have a bare fist and a metal screw running through it. And if it hits Roman, like, I don't care how tough he is, he's going down. And I was reading the comments on the, on the WWE page. And a lot of the fans were saying like, Oh, one lucky shot. It sounds like a dope finisher. So, so maybe cause I come from boxing that, that one punch, that knockout punch is my finisher. And it's called the one lucky shot, which could be cool. How do you guys feel about that? The one lucky shot? Is that a good finisher? Well, no. when you establish yourself, <laughs> I, I like the one punch KO. I mean, Brock Lesnar's got the F5, Triple H's it's got the pedigree. Not a street fighter, Rob. Yeah. No, but, you know, Logan Paul, at least, he, yeah, he could lean on that boxing. I, I'm not going to say pedigree. There's kind of like a say... low key simplicity to it. It's not trying too hard. Yeah. And it's one... lame. Give me the pedigree. Give yeah. me the rock bottom. The problem is with <laughs> the, one, the night, problem is with the one punch KO with other WWE stars. You know, usually their finisher finishes the match, but sometimes it doesn't because they make it. They make a little of twist. Course. So yeah. you know, Brock will do the F five, and then oh my word, the Undertaker's up off the mat. You know that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one punch KO. As soon as a guy gets up from it, it instantly kind of disqualifies it as a one-punch KO. It's always exactly. a two-punch KO now, is it? Right, yeah. yeah. That doesn't have doesn't, the same ring to it. It doesn't really work as a finisher if it doesn't so, see the job done. Yeah, maybe we should email these people and just go, <laughs> you know, we found a few holes in that idea, Logan. <laughs> the Off Script Podcast.
Logan Paul. We're in conversation with him. He's going to be making his first ever appearance in a WWE main event in Saudi Arabia. And while he'll be wrestling, you were kind of wrestling with him verbally, Zone, <laughs> over the conversation topic because he kept wanting to pull it back. But you were on the other end of that rope, pulling him to other more interesting topics. You know how these things are. We were briefed, keep it to WWE. There was no chance I was doing that. So I kept trying to like kind of move it away. He did try to bring it back to WWE a couple times and I just, you know how it is. You just you do, what well. you, you you do what you do. You do what you got to do. I do want to get to this message that's come in from Bob who said, WWE is the modern panto and roving circus. It's fake, pre-planned. He will either win and lo- or lose in the rematch for the numbers or he'll lose and do a rematch for the numbers. All a money spinner. It's not a sport. It's synchronized gymnastics for bad actors. What I would say to that, I agree with half of it. That being said, what it is not is, it's not synchronised gymnastics. You have to be fit. These guys and gals, Mm. we've spoken to them. We've put the questions to them. It's a misconception. These guys and gals are fit. It may be scripted to a point. Yeah. There is still, I hate to say it, there's still a lot of talent in that. Yeah. yeah, there might be bad actors, some of them are, but there's a heck of a lot of talent and there's a lot of athletic ability. And some of them are phenomenal natural entertainers yeah, as well. They are. Yeah, I mean, I mean, The Rock or Triple H, they are tremendously charismatic. Yes, they are. Yeah, absolutely. Stone Cold Steve, Steve Austin, I mean... And we do put that question later on to Logan about the amount of how much it's scripted versus the actual physicality of it. So he will address that a bit later on in the interview. But for now, I'm going to move away from WWE. There's so many other things to talk to him about. Uh, So I wanted to talk about his headline-grabbing boxing career as well. Take me back to June 6, 2021. You're about to enter the ring against Floyd Mayweather. I mean, what are you going through? Give us an honest perspective about what those moments leading up to, you know, walking out to all the lights, to all the audience. What did that feel like? That was one of the best moments of my life. I think the walkout to fight Floyd was one of the most freeing moments I've ever felt. And... I think the reason I was able to go eight rounds with them is because I had completely surrendered to life at that moment. I was 100% in my element, the most grounded and focused I'd ever been. And I wasn't just, you know, doing that match to try to survive Floyd Mayweather. I was trying to beat Floyd Mayweather, right? It's an exhibition, but at at the end of the day, like I got one opportunity and I was going to take full advantage of it. so I've been here before. Like I've been here before. I think people are floored by the idea that uh, I'm 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 taking on the face of the WWE in another country <clears throat> in my third match, and uh, everyone has something to say about it. But I faced the goat before, and uh, I weathered the storm and came out on the other side. And I'm going to do the same thing on Saturday always with anything in this kind of public figure role. You're going to get the people that were impressed with you, impressed with your performance against Floyd Mayweather, but you also have the critics who said, well, it's not real. How do you reflect on that now? You know, it's been more than a year. When you look back at that, how do you react to that criticism? Sure. I don't, I don't react. I don't really care. Like, you know, um, I'm, I'm so indifferent to opinions, especially when I'm satisfied with myself. Like, the the only true judge of what i do who can affect how i feel is me so if i went into a match and and i'm satisfied with my performance and i've exceeded my own expectations which is what i'm always trying to do because my standards are really really high especially for myself like i'm happy but also like criticize it that's that's it's more conversation uh it's more talk around what i do and it continues to 
create me as a draw. So like, it's part of life. Like I, I am, I am here to start conversation. I am here to disrupt. I am here to make as much noise as possible and have you one audience talk about it after the fact, and then go on to the next one and make it more, more noise and uh, another splash when I can. There is something really powerful about being able to do controversial things and just sort of say, doesn't really matter which way it goes, whether you like me or hate me, I'm benefiting from this. That's a really interesting point that you made there. He was essentially thanking his critics, the the, the trolls, whatever, the the, the naysayers on social media for adding fuel to the controversy that encircles him. And the more they do that, really, the more they are drawing attention. And the more that pushes him up, right? who, Who are they learning all of that from? Floyd Mayweather it was he that turned the tables Conor McGregor followed the exact same blueprint it's not your fans that make you money it's the haters that make you money because the haters tune in to see you get your comeuppance to see you lose it's the nature of society we want to come on lose lose I told you so I told you so and that's where Floyd Mayweather is the greatest he's 50 and 0 49 and 0 let's be honest not 50 and 0 I'm not giving him the corner when he's 49 and 0 we all tuned in because we all wanted to see him fail I didn't I do think there's a real power in not needing to be liked. You know, so many of us go through life needing mm. to be liked by other people. It there just is depends. kind of a power in that. I, there is, but it depends what you do in order to be not sure. liked. Of course. I think yeah. there's a lot of things. Yeah, in as long that. as you're true to your own values. Yeah. I think when you're as famous as he is, you're always going to have your big fans who adore you, and then you've got you're going to have the the people who absolutely loathe and detest you because mm. that just comes with the territory. Uh, I think that those those sort of celebrities, the key is to not, um, or at least some of them have said. Do not pay any attention to people they don't know and have never met. And that's that's the, the vast swathes of social media commentators. Yeah. Of course, I'm sure they're probably they probably care about a, a good friend of theirs. If, if you know, if they fall out with them, then it's a bit different. Or you know what I mean? In, in people in their own personal circle, but you can only have you can only have so many of those. Yeah. So for the vast majority of the people who interact online with Logan Paul or, or just comment on what he does. Yeah, you've got to be impervious to it. Otherwise, it would just drive you mad, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. And it kind of doesn't matter really whatever you think of Logan Paul personally. I don't know how our listeners feel about him, but I could take a guess. The thing is, you can't deny he is so prolific. He is so versatile as well. I mean, boxing, wrestling, entrepreneurship. He's got businesses that he started, podcasting, filmmaking, singing even. Uh, he has done so much over the span of his career. So I've asked him what is the achievement that he's... the most proud of what's the achievement i'm most proud of uh, it on paper it has to be the floyd thing you have to understand that doesn't make sense like i came from making six second videos on vine and i'm standing in this ring across from floyd mayweather one of the greatest boxers of all time and i'm like yo i am fighting him right now i'm looking into the go in the eyes and i get to punch him in the face like that doesn't make sense but like man i could go on my my, my um art project 99 originals like is an incredibly special project to me um this prime is an incredibly special business endeavor that i'm doing like that again doesn't make any sense i i, I bonded with a guy who was a rival at one point and overcame all odds and turned an l into a w like i i, I wish i had a more concrete answer but um those those are some that definitely excite me some highlights, exactly. And we've been talking a little bit about your wrestling wrestling personality, about how you're going to develop that, about you as an entertainer and a personality. What's the Logan Paul on camera, the personality, 
And how is that person different from Logan Paul when the cameras are off? <laughs> you want the truth? Yeah, of course. Just boring. I, I swear, <laughs> I'm like, I'm head down. I meet you. I shake your hand. I look you in the eye. I say, please. I say, thank you. And then I just keep to myself in, in my circle. Uh, I, I don't know what it is. I was talking about this with my friends yesterday, maybe because I've grown up doing this, but like when the cameras come on, I can like activate energy and amplify certain parts of my personality. But like, I don't know. I, I It's like I save my energy for this mm-hmm. and, and for the bouts of media. And, 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 and mind you, this, this answer also varies. Like it depends what state uh, of my life I'm in. I'm, I'm referring to uh, when I'm in boxing or wrestling camp. And off camera, I'm super focused, super quiet, whatever. But when I'm being artist, media, content creation, Logan off camera, yo, I'm bouncing off the walls. Like I'm going crazy. But right now I'm focused. I'm an athlete. I'm being a good kid. Got a girlfriend now. Good to go. He's been a good kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's called him. Are you allowed to call yourself a good kid? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, sure. Sure, you can. He, you heard him talk there about, he referenced Prime. Um, let me explain what this is. I don't know how, you, how much you've seen headlines about this. It's a hydration drink from KSI and Logan Paul, who, of course, KSI and Logan Collab. Paul. Former rivals. Are former rivals. Exactly. But they've decided to join hands in business. Of course, that's just driven up the hype. The demand is insane for this. There is a bottle listed on eBay for 10,000 pounds. I don't know how serious that is. Apparently, teenagers have been getting out of bed to queue outside in Asda from 6 a.m. Trying to get this prime hydration energy drink. And it's what? being sold actually at two pounds a bottle. But I saw a headline for somebody who's selling them for 20 pounds to customers. Um, it's just absolutely people want to get their hands on this drink. So the hype has worked for him. I mean, look, he's profiting off it for sure. Um, but Logan obviously started off making a name for himself on Vine. He would do these six-second videos. Just imagine making a name for yourself with six-second videos and how much you can fit into that. He launched his YouTube page in 2013. His channel, as you mentioned, it's received now 23.2 million subscribers. It's got over 5.8 billion views. I mean, that is insane. That's amazing. You think of all the people out there now who want to be content creators, yeah. who want to be famous for this, and who are desperate, I'm going to say, to get a following. So I'm sure he gets asked for his advice all the time on this. I asked him what he tells those people. It's so hard. You have to love what you do. That's like first and foremost. You have to absolutely love creating. Otherwise, straight up like quit i'm telling you right now quit there's no there's no point in forcing yourself to try to become famous or become a youtuber if your motivation isn't set in the absolute love of the game i love this stuff i have been making videos online since i was nine years old before youtube even existed i love it i did i went eight years eight years making videos every single week only to get four thousand subscribers at the end of it and i was stoked that those four thousand people would watch my videos if you do not love content creation find a new profession find a new hobby because it's hard so oversaturated now and uh i'm lucky that i got in early when i did it's the one it's the one thing in my life i think my timing was absolutely perfect i happened to be a kid in a generation where technology and media and the internet all came together at one point And one last question for you. I, again, grew up with ladder matches, you know, all the theatrics of people getting hit with chairs. I mean, what's the hardest thing that you've had to learn going into the ring as a WWE wrestler? Okay, this is the answer is taking bumps. I don't I don't think people understand 
just how hard this sport is on your body. It, it, it's not normal. The ladders are real. The chairs are real. I asked them, I was like, so like, where's the plastic chair? Uh, when you hit my back with it and they they go, Oh, like there's no plastic chair factory, buddy. These are metal chairs. It's all like it, it, everything about this is so much more real than you'd expect. And the, all the, all the body slams and, and, the, and the hits and everything just like hurts. Um, and I've had to get used to the bumps, which is when you, you know, take a hit and you land on your back, you just, you're slamming your body on the ground. And, uh, it hurts, but Shawn Michaels, who came on my podcast, WWE legend, he made a good point, and um, I've kind of been playing this back in my mind when I'm in pain. You're going to get hurt during uh, your match. Like, yeah. you're, you are absolutely going to feel pain, and it is going to hurt. But as long as you're not injured, you suck it up, and you move on, and you perform, and I'm fine with that. Like, pain is weakness leaving the body, as they say, so... I'm okay with a little hurt. I'm okay with dishing a little hurt or a lot of hurt and then moving on and uh, putting on a great performance. He mentioned Shawn Michaels. I saw you both look at me yeah. ex- with expectation. Yes, I did. I did tell him about you guys surprising yes. me. He kind of kindly feigned a little bit of interest in it. <laughs> he said, oh, that's so sick. LT, and, and that was about the end oh, of that come story. On. That's exactly what you'd expect from, yeah. from Logie. Exactly. From Logie. Logie <laughs> <laughs> bear. Uh, I did promise to say that you can watch this weekend's WWE Crown Jewel live and exclusively on the streaming platform Shahid. Yes. So big thank you to Logan Paul, who's meant to give us four minutes to give us 15 minutes yeah, instead. Big, thank you, so Logan. kind of him. The Offscript Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please do go ahead and click subscribe. You can also check out our other podcasts, Time Capsule or The Big Interview. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. 